Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and today's episode is going to be something a little different. The Big Ten Wrestling Tournament begins tomorrow and continues through Sunday, so I sat down with my brother, Cody, and went weight by weight with him to give you a little bit of the who's who and a breakdown of the conference wrestling tournament. A couple things to note here. We used the Intermat rankings, so anytime we discuss rankings, we are using the Intermat rankings, and brackets had not been released yet, so we were strictly using the preseeds as a guide to how the brackets would look. So with that being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this Big Ten Tournament Wrestling Preview with my brother, Cody Bachman. I guess starting out, the big news is Malik Heinzelman. You know, so that really kind of doesn't shake it up a whole lot, but it does a little bit because now there were nine allocations with 10 ranked wrestlers, but now there's nine allocations with nine wrestlers, you know, because Heinzelman was a seven seed. So now he's out. Plug in Andre Gonzalez. And I don't know. I just plug him in at 13. But I, I figure he'll be down there. He's been beat. He, he wrestled Dean Peterson and Medley already. He he was beaten by both of those guys. So that's where I just slotted him in at. But just kind of sad. Last shot. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth year senior. Yeah. Obviously, I wasn't like super high on Heinzelman, but I don't want to see somebody not get their shot yeah. to prove me wrong, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, that's yeah. He's had some big wins. He's had obviously made four NCAA tournaments. Was really hoping to end on a high note. So yeah, so that I feel like kind of slots everybody up once. Like Braxton Brown goes from eight to seven. Peterson eight, you know, nine to eight. Medley goes from that ten spot to the nine spot, if theoretically, you know. But yeah, and actually, like the person that's celebrating is. Brown, because he goes from the top side to the bottom. Yes, he goes from facing Spencer Lee, potentially second round to, you know, obviously a inferior opponent in Cronin or, you know, that I would be happy about that swap. Yeah. You yeah, and that bottom side just kind of uh, it would have been crazy with Heinzman down there, but now it's got Cronin, Ramos, Diagostino, and Braxton Brown are kind of the four, the two, three, six, and seven on the bottom side. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously Braxton Brown's a freshman. He's got a good record, 20 and three. This is, oh, big test, big test. Right. One, 125 is going to be tough. It's just, it's crazy because you got Barnett, McKee, Diagostino, returning All-Americans, sitting behind a sophomore in Ramos and a fifth-year senior, sixth-year senior in Cronin. So essentially, as long as you're on the bottom side of the bracket, the the second place is up for grabs. Right. Agreed. And it'll be interesting. I think, you know, we've talked about this, you know, in before, but... You know, that second, that runner-up, you know, obviously you don't want to count anything out from happening. You know, Spencer Lee can be beat. He's been beat before, but, you know, he's still Spencer Lee. But if somebody gets runner-up, that really helps their seating at the NCAAs. And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves there, but still, that that really helps. Because Cronin's three and Matt Ramos is four in the intermat, so. 
Yeah, and we've obviously done this before where you are ranked to one, two, three, and four, and you watch them go one, two, three, four at the Big Tens, and then they go to the NCAA tournament and they just do whatever they want with the seating. Yeah. So yeah. obviously no one's coming into this tournament going, yeah, I'm wrestling for second. But everyone else is looking at it that way. Right. You're wrestling for a second. You want to be away from the Spencer Lee as long as you can in the tournament. So, <laughs> no like, to get to the bottom side of the Big Ten and not have to face Spencer Lee until the finals, great. To not have to face Spencer Lee until you get to the finals of the NCAAs, better. Yeah. Like, everyone likes their shot at everyone but Spencer Lee. Right. And that's just who Spencer Lee is. Right. He is world-class. He's probably going to walk through the tournament. But... Obviously, Matt Ramos has thrown him to his back. Yeah, well, that's more. nuts. Like, I, <laughs> obviously, throwing him to his back and holding him there for a pin is one thing, but in college, you don't have to hold him for very long. Right. You know, in high school, you have to hold him for a five count and whatever. In college, like, put those two shoulder blades on the mat for a good Done. two seconds, and you're pinned. Done. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see anyone doing that, but it's you could. You could. These are yeah. all Division One guys with tight grips. But, yeah, this 125 will be interesting because, I mean, Patrick McKee's a two-time All-American. Eric Barnett's a two-time All-American. D'Agostino had a really good run last year at the end of the year. Yeah. So, it, it's really – I mean, like I said, as long as you're not on the top side, the run per second. Right. So – I like Cronin. He transferred, got hurt last year. He's having a really good year. He's a senior. Really good year. Um, my my personal pick for second is McKee. He seems to always have a good end of the year. I've watched him wrestle regular season, and he just – it's different. It's different when your mindset is regular season. I'm getting my body ready. Maybe I just got down to weight whatever and then by the end of the season it's all leading up to march everyone practices for march so all uh, these matches take, take them with the a grain of salt oh it's that's right so it's the, uh, yes okay so yeah i i wouldn't be surprised about diagostino but yeah i think cronin and ramos are both looking really good yeah so do I think Braxton Brown can make a run? Maybe. He's a freshman. He's 20 and 3. You're just stepping into a Big Ten tournament as right. a freshman. It's, and that's a hard thing to do. All these guys have been been there before. I'm not saying he can't do it, but you can toss your record out the window when you come to the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, the other two guys ranked even in this weight are Dean Peterson who's a freshman at Rutgers. So same thing. Yeah. Good record. You're ranked, but you're still a freshman coming into the best conference tournament in the country. And then I don't mind Jack Medley. Right. He is a senior. I've watched him wrestle before. He's steady. He can beat any one of these guys. That's what makes this way. So so he, you know? Yeah. He, he can be up there. Like these guys ranks and their losses as you look through the entire tournament, they're all to each other. Mm -hmm. 
all these, ma- you know, most of these matches are close and it's all going to come down to how you prepared all year and everything. Yeah. And how you're feeling you tomorrow mu- or, or on Saturday, I guess on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And wrestling is a community where you're not going to hear them talk about being hurt going into this thing. We're not going to hear sob stories. These guys are just going to be like, well, I'm either going to wrestle or I'm not. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hear him complain and go, oh, I was sick or, oh, my foot hurt last week. So, you know, one of these guys, Cronin, Ramos, even Lee might be coming in with something hurt. Yeah. As with any postseason, you come in with nicks and bruises or whatever, and you're going to watch somebody wrestle and go, that's odd. Yeah. You know, he beat him earlier in the season by two points, but this time it shifted. Maybe his shoulders hurt and he can't take the shot he likes to take. And, he loses. So this weight will be very fun. The smaller weights are usually very fun. D'Agostino made a run last year. I, mm-hmm. I still think obviously it's, it's Lee Cronin Ramos and everybody else. Yeah. That's the way it's been most of the year. I mean, you know, you're talking about medley medley beat Barnett, you know? So like he has that big one. He's also lost to Dean Peterson. You know, so like it just seems like any one of these guys could toss him into a hat and pull out and someone's going to win and someone's going to lose. Like, it's just. Yeah. And but that's all. Yeah. And that's their mindset, too. Medley has beaten Barnett, who is a two time All-American. So Jack Medley's mindset isn't, oh, I'm a 10 seed and I'm ranked 17th. His mindset is I'm an All-American. And I can beat any one of these. Mm hmm. And then you get into the finals and it's kind of that old school um, little giants theory. One match, one match. That's it. Seven minutes. Yep. Yep. You know, so we've seen it before the unbeatable get beaten. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. So that's yeah. Moving on, I guess to one thirty three. you know, again, another kind of uh, standalone in RBY. You know, we're going to, I would say we're going to, wouldn't say we'd find quite a few of these, but yeah, our, yeah. These first two weights. Yeah. RBY and Spencer Lee are kind of in a category of their own, Mm -hmm. but the rest of the weight. (sighs) Yeah. It's fun to watch. Yeah. And I have noted here, like, you know, Teske got the eight seed and Rayvon Foley got the nine seed. And I have, I just have that one kind of penciled, you know, circled. You know, that that's going to be a first-round matchup right away, Teske versus Foley. And Foley, you know, he was an All-American a couple of years ago. So he knows what it's like to get it done. Teske's and he's been he's, some two on the air. Like, well, that's the other thing. One of them has wrestled their entire career in the Big Ten. Yeah. Now, that's not taken away from Teske and what he's done at UNI, but it's different. Mm-hmm. So he's been through this Big Ten tournament before. He knows what it's like to wake up and go, I got, you know, this guy first round. And it happens to be Brody Teske coming from you and I, who's a, is he around a 12 guy? But he's I think won so. the Big 12 tournament. He's won the Big 12 tournament. He's been in the Penn State wrestling room. You know, he's, yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah, he's 12 and around a 16. You know, his losses, I think, to RBY and Fix, which he was getting kind of getting beat by RBY pretty bad. But if he just keeps calm and not doesn't try to 
do anything crazy like he did against Fix. I mean, he took Fix in the third period and had him on the ropes. I think the crowd was behind him. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, a minute and a half to kind of steady himself and take a good shot and take him down and tie the match up. And he got too excited and yeah. Fix took Fix took advantage of it. But he's he's good. The other person in this bracket is Taylor Lamont. Ah, yeah. Yeah, he said kind he, of struggled a little bit. Yeah, but he he's an All-American. Him and Teske have wrestled in the Big 12 finals before. These two are battle-tested yeah. guys that are stepping in that are under-seeded. They really haven't wrestled a whole lot this year, so they just kind of threw them in there. But they're two guys that you look at the bracket and don't see them seeded very high, and you might see them place higher than – a lot higher than their seed. Yeah. You know, you got Teske at 8 and Lamont at 10. Don't be surprised if those two can pull it off and get – you know, you're watching them wrestle for third and fourth. Right. Yeah, speaking of like, you know, up there in the third seed, you know, you have Lucas Bird, Mendez, the two. I mean, those two battled it out early in the year. Mendez, I know we've kind of chatted before about him, about true freshman, had a heck of yep, a year. And that, yep, know? and that's another test. We've seen, obviously, a lot of true freshmen come into this tournament and have success. Mm-hmm. And we've also seen freshmen come in that have had good years that – yeah, might not just have don't, just don't have a good just don't have a good tournament. Yeah, and so your record coming in here could be as good as it wants, but all these guys are two to three points, one good move away, one bad right. shot away, one escape away, and in some of these cases, two seconds of ride time and sudden victory. So <laughs> yeah, you know Jesse Mendez coming in as a two seed as a freshman got to give you a lot of confidence. You've beaten all Americans. You know where you're supposed to be at, but. Lucas Bird, I've always been impressed with watching him wrestle at the Big Ten tournament and in March. So so tough. Yeah, I. Golly. You know, um, obviously DeSanto struggled against him every time, yeah. and you watched it, and you're like, DeSanto destroys everybody, and this kid, he couldn't beat him by more than two points. Yeah, he frustrated. So, him. Yep, yep. He's a two-time All-American for a reason, and then. Um, out of Michigan, you got Dylan Ragason. Yeah. And he was, I thought, up and coming last year, had a good year. He's having a good year this year. Is it time for him to break out and time for Michigan to kind of get some of them lower weights? You know, they have a big upper weight, you know. Mm-hmm. They, and they've got Medley and Ragason. I'd really like to see Ragason take that next step that he needs to take, you know, to beat an All-American, to potentially get in the finals or set himself up for third. So. Yeah. Ragginson's around um, the old guy. Yeah. Last year. So he's like you said, he's, he's battle tested, you know? Yep. And he's, yeah. And he's going to be, I mean, he's, he's on the, you know, he's the five seed. So he's obviously, these are all pre-seeds, but you know, he's mm-hmm. the five seed. So he's going to be on the top side with uh, Chris Cannon. Yeah. Who's another all American. So kind of like, uh, 125 you're going to have these guys that aren't all americans sprinkled in with these all americans and it's kind of anybody's game for second i know you know second and third and obviously it's going to have big implications obviously when you get to the ncaa tournament you got kind of a three-tier system you got rby Dayton fix and kind of the rest of the country so yeah. a rouge you know unfortunately yeah unfortunately for them 
It doesn't matter what side of the bracket you're on. You're going to have to go through RBY or Dayton Fix right. to, get there, to get the NCAA. So unlike 125 where you're fighting for second, hoping you get away from Spencer Lee, here you're not going to get away from either one of them. <laughs> no. You're either going to run into RBY at some point or Dayton Fix, who is a four-time finalist. Yeah. So, or three-time finalist. But yeah, you're you're not going to get away from either one of them. So, but I've watched Fix wrestle, RBY wrestle. I, I like Lucas Bird. I like him to be that next guy. I haven't really watched Jesse Mendez, but, you know, those bottom kind of seeds, though, the guys from, like, Minnesota, Rutgers. Um, and Nagao and Heilman. Yeah, they, they've got, you know, they've got good records. They've had good seasons, so, you know. Yeah, where do they like, fall in all this, you know? Six and seven. So, you know, below them is more intriguing to us because you have Teske, Foley, and Lamont. So, yeah. and Teske, you know, he hasn't wrestled anybody above him. He's wrestled, Bra- you know, RBY, but he not, he didn't wrestle Mendez, Bird, Cannon, Ragason, Nagao, Heilman. Like, he hasn't wrestled any of those guys. Foley, yep, which, Lamont. He's, he's been hurt most of the season, so you just kind of hope his, um, his fatigue doesn't get to him. Hopefully he, right. he's, you know, hopefully his body's ready for this Big Ten tournament because it's going to be – a lot different than his Big 12 tournament. Yeah, because he wrestled Lamont. I got to correct myself there. He, he beat Lamont for nothing, so. Yep. Yep, so that'll be, it'll just be interesting. And then the other one is, you know, what, you know, uh, who's Nebraska going to throw out there? Berwick. So, Berwick kind of a, just a very odd wait for them that I don't, they keep throwing guys out there and they're all just kind of the same. Right. Yeah, I'm sure there's so, a lot of competition going on in the room. Because, yeah, Boo Dryden's wrestled the last couple times. So, but yeah, and they're Berwick's all just kind seated, of – So, I assume, I assume it's going to be Berwick. Yep, so that would be potentially the only change if they decide they're going to throw Dry- Boo Dryden out there. But I, right. I would expect it to be Berwick. I yeah. think, you know, obviously through the big transfer portal and getting him from Wisconsin, that was a big get for them. Yeah. It'd be very disappointing, I guess, with as a sophomore, they decided not to go with him at the Big Ten tournament. I Yeah. Yeah. But again, same weight as 25. A lot of good matches to wrestle. So, yeah. You know, and- the freshman coming in, Lucas Bird, around a 12 guy, another All American. You got two unknowns, another round of 12 guy an All-American and Raylon Foley and Lo- Taylor Lamont. So there's a lot in this weight besides RBY. So you're going to look at this weight and go, oh, RBY is going to win. But there's just – there's depth. Yeah. There's nine allocations and five at-large bids for this weight. So that's – Yeah. And, and you say nine allocations for this weight, and Taylor Lamont's the 10 seed. Right. He's an All-American. Right. You know, so – you know, you got 10 guys and out of the top 10, six and seven, those guys are kind of the unknown in Nago and Heilman, but that, that, that's eight guys that you got left. 
yeah. that are either all Americans or round of 12. So, and you're going to find this at every weight in the big 10. It is just, yeah. it is the, it is a tough tournament. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's, that's what makes this fun. You know, I, I guess you just hope they, you just hope they, everyone comes out healthy and they wrestle the whole tournament. I know last year we were here, you were here and we went to the big tens at Lincoln and the last day there were some medical forfeits that kind of got the, got the crowd. Yeah. Obviously being in Iowa, that wasn't, I understood it, but obviously it made the finals very hard to watch. Right. Yeah. You know, so that was, it was disappointing because you watch this thing because it's, Basically, the NCAA tournament's the pinnacle. Yeah. But watching Big Ten, watching the Big Ten finals is the next thing. Like, you win right. the Big Ten championship. Like, I, I, I would kind of assume some guys would rather win a Big Ten title than get second in, na- second in the nation. Like, I'm an All-American, but I also won a Big Ten title. I don't know yeah. what's more impressive. Yeah. Because to win this, you got to beat how many All-Americans to get that Big Ten title. So, you know, Spencer Lee, it took him – he was a two-time NCAA champ before he finally won his first Big Ten title. Right. You know? Yeah. So, these tournaments are tough. There's guys all over the place. Yeah. Moving on here. 41. Same thing. Most of these have nine allocations. You know, seven of the ten weights have nine. So, 141 is another one with nine. And once again, we – we seem to have the favorite in real woods. I mean, he's beaten everybody below him. Well, not everybody, but Bartlett, Hardy, Tal Shahar, and Berglund. He's defeated all those guys. It's 13 and all. You know. yep. And I don't know if, you know, he wrestled Brock Hardy. Obviously, way down here, ranked 14, you know, seated fifth is Berglund. Yeah. Who's a returning All-American? So you got Woods, All-American, Berglund, All-American. So what makes this weight class interesting is none of them are all Americans. Right. Yeah. So before you're talking about all these, all Americans, all this, again, this whole weight is up for grabs as well. Cause real woods isn't RBY Spencer Lee caliber. Mm-hmm. So I watched him wrestle Brock Hardy and Bo Bartlett. Bo Bartlett kept it close. Mm-hmm. Brock Hardy mm-hmm. ended up on his back. <laughs> Tal Shahar ended up on his back a few times. He he kind of rolled him three or four times. But Brock Hardy and Bo Bartlett battle it out in the semifinals get, to get a chance to wrestle Real Woods, who is the favorite, but nothing says that those two can't. You know, Penn State, much as I hate to say it, every year uh, they come to wrestle in March. Kale yeah. Sanderson has those boys ready to wrestle. So Watching Bo Bartlett win a Big Ten title would not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would bother me, obviously, being an Iowa fan and watching Real Woods lose. But Kale Sanderson has them ready. So, yeah. you know. I have Will, written on here about Berglund as well. Because I, I said he was fifth last year when he placed third. And he's a returning All-American. So, yeah, like I, I think you're spot on overlook him at your own risk. You know, he if the seed's hold, he'll be the fifth seed, so he'll be on top with Woods. But, uh, you know. Yeah, there's nothing says that he can't beat Woods or make a run at third and beat Brock Hardy mm-hmm. and Bo Bartlett. Like, 
you know, both Brock and Bo are both sophomores. And Bo last year was wrestling up, I believe. Because yeah, obviously yeah. the spot the spot was taken by um, Lee. <laughs> some some Lee kid, yeah. Yeah, some two-time NCAA champ. So, <laughs> yeah, so he bumps down to his more natural weight like Matt Ramos did at 125 and right. really finding a lot of success. And Brock Hardy's coming in as a sophomore. So either, you know, we're about to find out, you know? So, that, yeah, Tal is also a, you know, that's, that'll be fun. You know, you got Bartlett, Hardy, and Tal Shahar are all sophomore. Mm-hmm. So these two are going to be around for quite a while. So, Will Tal Shahar come in and I don't see him beating Bo Bartlett or Brock Hardy. They're just, they're pretty solid. So I see it going Woods, Bartlett, Hardy, one, two, three. And then the seeds hold. Do you think Bartlett will, if they meet Bartlett will beat Hardy? I think so. Nebraska's always, I thought always had a good big 10 tournament. They always falter at the NCAAs, but Every year we watch them at the Big Tens, and every year Nebraska has a good Big Ten tournament. It's just history has shown it's just kind of hard to go against Penn State. Right. Yeah, agreed. So I I think it'll go Woods, and then obviously I think Hardy or Bartlett will fight it out for second or third. But, you know, between Tal Shahar and Berglund, you got Phyllis of Purdue, who's a senior. Ah, uh, yeah, Phyllis, yes. Yeah. And then you've got a, a sophomore for Rutgers in Oliveira and um, Dylan Emilio from Ohio State. Those he, guys are ranked all in the top. He was beat Hardy. That was, that was, yeah. Good. Yeah. So, you know, some of these guys' records, you know, it just, they just happen to be in the toughest conference in the country. And then they go duel everybody. And they have, you know, Dylan Emilio is 12 and nine and you're going to find this all over. Well, how's that guy rank? He's three wins above 500. Well, yeah, he probably wrestled Oliveira, Berglund, Phyllis, Kalshahar, Bartlett, Hardy, you know, like it's just, so the competition in the big 10 is stiff and you know, that Dylan Emilio is ranked 19 and he almost beat Brock Hardy. Who's that, you know, ranked fourth. So, or seventh, or what? I don't know. We dropped a little bit, but yeah, it's really, you know, there's a sleeper in here somewhere. I don't and think the top five seeds. Know, I mean, you, he, he lost to Brock Hardy 8 6 in overtime. He lost to Tal Shahar 3 2. He lost to Bartlett 4 2. You know, like he, yeah, he lost so, to so Happel 7, or excuse me, Kale Happel 7 5 in overtime. So, He's right there with some of the best kids at this weight. Yeah, so nothing says that two through five are going to hold. Right. You know, I would be really surprised if Woods does not walk away a Big Ten champ. But the rest of this, just like the opposite, none of these guys have anything to their name besides Bergelin. Mm -hmm. So they're all right there. So this fight for, you know, this fight for two through eight is up for grabs. Yeah. And obviously a base is big off of NCAA seedings. Cause you're going to go into the NCAAs. And to be honest, this weight's kind of up for grabs. Right. <laughs> so 
seating will be big coming off the Big Tens, going to the NCAAs. So you'll be, you know, not that these guys are really thinking about where they're going to be seated at the next tournament, but this will be a fun one just because a lot of these guys have a lot to prove. They have nothing to their name, so they're trying to come into this Big Ten tournament and go, hey, we're all just as good as everybody else. We're all, right. you know, we're all right there. And Woods isn't this clear-cut Spencer Lee. So, like, he can, right. you know. So, this will be a fun wait just based off of everybody has something to prove. Yeah. <laughs> and well, now, shifting to 49, it's kind of almost, I mean, they still, yeah, they still have something to prove, but they're also, like, they still have a lot to their <laughs> You I mean, go right back heavy. into a lot. You go right back into top heavy experience. You go right back to 25 and 33. It's like this bracket then now bounces itself back out again. Cause yeah. you got, <clears throat> you got Sasso at the top, Gomez, Thomas, Mirren, Vanessa, Blockhouse and Rooks to go to your top seven. <laughs> that is tough. And yeah, yeah. So I mean, Sammy Sasso, four-time All-American. He's an NCAA finalist. You know how could you how could you go against him? But he's seated number one. But Gomez is ranked ahead of him. Mm-hmm. You know, and Gomez kind of had a coming out party last year because he he transferred and didn't know if he was going to wrestle anymore, and he actually retired and then was medically cleared, but had to transfer to Wisconsin and just had a breakout year because he actually came in as a 25 pounder, 25 or 33. And you find him up here at 149. You're like, Oh, how's he going to do? Ah, he's just going to toss everybody to his back and beat him up (laughs) until he gets fourth. (laughs) And you know, you're like, Oh, he had a good year. He had a good year last year. And then he runs in to the all-star duel and beats Yanni Decamales. Yeah. Who's going for his fourth NCAA title with, you know, Spencer Lee. He's in that same category. So, He's he's the two seed in this bracket. And then Yaya Thomas got the three seed. He's a returning All-American, bumped yeah. up a weight from where All-American at 141, but had, you know, a miracle run at the NCAA tournament when he was, what, a 23 or 24 seed? And well, up he, getting third? Yeah, he was third, but he's been at 49 his whole career. That <clears throat> shirt year is at 41, but otherwise he's been at 49. So he, ba- he, he basically settled back into where he was two years ago. Yeah, right, right. So last, he, year, last year, he, he took some lumps a little bit. You know, he was 16. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah he, he, he showed why he was seated in the 20s when he got third. Yeah, but he was this year, he's showing. Round of 12, so. Yeah, but this year, he's showing why, he's, why he got third. Right. So, you know, this weight's up for grabs. Max Mirren, round of, three-time round of 12 guy. Obviously, Iowa fan. I really hope he gets it done. Yeah. But he's on the top side with Sasso, who has always given him fits, but Max Mirren is going to – he's going to battle. He always does. He's going to come out with a, two black eyes and that <laughs> marks on his face. But, yeah. That was gnarly the other day or the other week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he's he's gonna be ready. I there's just this weight from four up 
it's just, it's tough. And it's tough with experience and all Americans. The big question, I guess, out of this weight is Gomez's health. You know, he hasn't wrestled since the 27th of January. Bono says yeah, and he's he wrestled the whole tournament. You know, he tweeted the, he, he tweeted, and I quote, wrestle the whole tournament. Our program is based on hustle, effort, and attitude. The only way someone does not wrestle is if the trainer gives the S slash A the red light, end quote. I assume S slash A means student athlete, but somebody kind of asked if Gomez would wrestle, and that was his response. So, I mean, sounds like he's going to, He's going to go, so, but uh, still. Yeah, we basically know wrestlers are going to do that. It's either go or burn a year. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, at, well, I guess it was 141 we watched, you know, uh, Ironman, you know, with his Yeah, we, yeah. So unfortunately, just, yeah. Last year you watched Ironman. You watched um, Stefan Micic. Yeah. And you watched, um, you know, Kemmer. Some right. of those guys just like gutting it out, you know, and it goes all the way back to even, uh, you know, I just know Iowa guys that do it, but Ryan Morningstar. All right. You know, even uh, one of your guys that you interviewed for, Sorensen. You know, get oh, hurts yeah. in the Big yeah. 12, and it's like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I just better go out there. If you can't hurt it any worse, these guys are just going to suffer through the pain and hope that they can make it work. And unfortunately, a lot of the times you see it not work. So hopefully Gomez comes out. He's a very exciting wrestler to watch. He likes his throws. He's a big move guy. He's fun to watch. So Sasso, a little more boring, a little more laid back. He's he's a very defensive wrestler. Yeah. Very defensive wrestler. But he's very yeah, good at it. To, yes. Gomez is Gomez is very exciting. Throw you back, all that kind of stuff. You know, and you know, Murin, just he's tough to score on. He's going to be in your face, coming at you. Yeah, his hands are always so. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know, three very between them three guys, very different styles. You know, yeah, yeah. Thomas likes to hang back, and he. You know, goes for a big shot at the end or whatever, Athletic, he likes to keep it close yeah. and, you know, uses athleticism and, you know, strength and gets a takedown. But, you know, then I think the big question will be Van Ness. Yeah, we just talked about all these seniors and these accolades, or upperclassmen, I should say, Sasso Gomez, Thomas Muir, and even Blockus. And then in between there is this little freshman. From a so little Penn State, you know, who's not so little, he's big, and big time freshman. You watch, you watch Penn State do this all the time. They come in with some freshman that has a few lumps, and he gets a lower seed. He makes a good run. And you're like, oh, he had a good Big Ten, and then all of a sudden he's Carter Starachi, and he's got two national titles. <laughs> you know, so you watch him do it all the time. You watch him bring this freshman in, and they get him ready for March, and they run through a tournament. And next thing you know, they're just untouchable and they're winning title after title. So, you know, 14 and four, but he's from Penn State. They just, they have him ready to wrestle. And Michael Blockus, I just, this is just a tough bracket. This is a tough bracket. He's, he's a sixth seed. And I just, I don't, 
And he's it this is seem... one of his better years, you know. Like he's had a he's had a really solid year, you know, this year. And yep, I just <clears throat> I don't see him. I don't see him breaking in the top four. And if Venice performs like past Penn State wrestlers do, I I see him getting. He's definitely six, definitely six or above. I just I don't see him getting in that top four. Who Venice? Blockus, um, Van Ness, Penn State freshman. Uh, yeah, he'll have Mirren I, in the quarters if he wins. Yeah, I just – and that's a – you know, obviously that's a big matchup as far as team-wise goes. Right, right. You know, Penn State, I watched him wrestle Iowa. They're very beatable. You have a good tournament, get some of those guys to lose. They obviously have RBY making this clear run, but, like, if you can keep some of these Penn State guys at bay and not let them make a run, and that's how they end up winning these things, if you don't let Van Ness get higher than Murin, you got a chance. You know, yeah. if you know Woods has to finish above Bartlett, you know, right. Tasky has to finish decent. He's not going to finish higher than RBY, but you know, Penn State has some holes, but you got to make them have those holes, and one of their holes could be 149. You know. Murin versus Van Ness, very big for team. Right. Yeah, and they could, so if, you know, they could potentially meet twice, even you know. So yeah, 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 because they could win, and then one of them could lose to Sasso, and pop to the backside. There they are wrestling for third and fourth. Yep. So you know, it's if Iowa starts losing those kind of matches, right. Count them out. Count Penn State running away with it. But if Iowa expects to win a Big Ten team title, they need that match. Right. Mirren to win. I expect him to win, mm-hmm. but uh, Kelsey Anderson and Penn State just got to go in. Right. But, oh, but yeah, that Penn State singlet just makes you pause. Mirren, yep. the senior, you know, come back for his COVID year, and this is this is yep. it. You know, and and it would just. To see him lose to to Van Ness, who's who's good in his own right, you know, but it just would be just little because yeah. then shot to the you're, heart. You're going to you're going top seven here. At least that's where I went to, and you got Graham Rooks, who I've been kind of watching since he came into the scene with Angel Estebito, Indiana, very young team when he was there. I think he's got a twin brother on the team, but he's a senior. Ranked 30, 20, and 4. Well, ahead of him is a freshman or two freshmen from Maryland and Michigan. So, again, Maryland actually doesn't have this is probably the most ranked wrestler I've ever seen Maryland have. Yeah, they had, they've, they've had a pretty good year. You know, so, look at their Big Ten record because, again, like you said earlier, like the Big Ten's a whole other animal. But dual-wise, they they didn't fare too bad this year. It, it doesn't take a whole lot of holes to find out that you're not a good Big Ten team. <laughs> you know, I know we've talked about this before. To be a good Big Ten team, kind of like Illinois, Maryland, you're not, unfortunately, going to be Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, and get 10 guys. Yeah. Unfortunately for Maryland – you know, you're going to get five. Yeah. And, and five's could, not a good, could be one of them. And five's not a good dual team. Right. But five's a good NCAA team. 
So, so far, up to 149, Maryland has had three freshmen ranked in the top 25, which, yeah. to my knowledge, is a lot for them. So they've got a good freshman class. Now, a big test for them is when they step on that mat, the Big Ten tournament, because the postseason in the Big Ten and the NCAA tournament and the grind you got to go through, but one of the bigger grinds is getting through the Big Ten tournament. No, that's challenge so, number one. Well, challenge number yep, two, it, challenge number one is getting through the Big Ten dual season. <laughs> yep, and these guys obviously did with, you know, freshmen, decent records, still rank. They're going to step into the toughest tournament. And let's see how they do. Mm-hmm. Maryland's probably excited about it. And obviously, if these three freshmen for Maryland get it going, you know, beat some of these guys and beat some All-Americans, they're going to have a lot of confidence going into the A's. And Maryland's going to have a, a competitive team. You know, they're not going to obviously compete with Penn State or Iowa, but. But top 25 is not out of the realm of possibilities if they wrestle. You know, yeah, probably, the, I, I think a big goal, you know, would be for Maryland, you know, a big win for them would be probably top half. Right. Uh, the Big Tens, and it looks like they have the freshman rankings to do it. Now, yeah. can they put it together? Can they put it together? You've seen teams come in here and have great Big Ten records, and they have good seedings and whatever, and they just fall apart. I, mm-hmm. Teams that come to mind, obviously, one big one for me is Nebraska. Every year, they yeah. step in against the Big Tens and have this great Big Ten tournament, and they get mm-hmm. great seeds, and then they the wheels fall off the NCAA's and are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, can Maryland put it together and keep it together for the Big yeah. Ten tournament? Because they've got a decent team, kind of like Illinois. They've got big holes, but yeah. they got they got some of those guys with that core that can kind of carry them. Yeah, they got to that. Teams. You know, to that top half of the Big Ten with fourteen teams, you're hoping to get. I would say Maryland's goal would probably be to get seven or above at the Big Ten tournament. That'd be a big victory for them. They're used to being at the bottom. Right. You know, and after flipping through the rankings and seeing some of these Maryland guys, like Ethan Miller at 149, they could do yeah. it. Yeah, let's see what you got. But unfortunately, the some of those guys are at weights where you got to have some big upsets against some tough guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the more intriguing weights, I think, as a whole, as we move along, is 157. I have noted here, every according to Intermat, you know, they seed the whole tournament, so the top 14, you know, they seed the 14 seeds. Everybody's ranked, except for Michael North, speaking of Maryland, of Maryland, the 14th seed. Every other kid is ranked 1 through 13. Yeah, and as I was I reviewing this weight. Insane. You had... You know, Peyton Rob at the top. And then you got Kendall Coleman at six, Levi Haynes at eight. And it literally goes 12, 13, 14, 15, 17, 18, 23, 24, 33. Like these guys are all right there. Yeah. And what makes this funny is that Penn State has another guy ahead of everybody. So you got Peyton Rob at one. And the two seed, 
Is he yeah. none other than a Penn State true freshman that they decided to pull the you know, They do this all yeah. the time. They pull the red shirt off midseason. They're like, ah, oh, I think he was ready for it, whatever. And then next thing you know, he's in the NCAA finals and he's, you know, he's winning the whole goddamn thing. So, yeah, yeah. But, this, but this weight is fun because it's kind of, you got Peyton Robb, who's an All American, undefeated, Nebraska. Number one. Mm hmm. You know, number one in the cup. So he's he's the favorite to win this. Right. Kendall Coleman has taken his lumps, but he is a he was voted on as a first team All American. So getting through the tournament is a whole different animal than being voted on at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And he's having his best year to date. You know, like he like you said, he took his lumps, but he's you know this is the best year he's had at Purdue. So he's rolling right now. Yeah. And, you know, can he put it together and finish it off? Can he get, you know, can he get over the hump and beat a Penn State true freshman, get in the finals and take a guy out like Rob? He's a junior, just like Rob. You know, he got the mindset. You know, he obviously, Kendall Coleman thinks he can win this bracket. You know, Peyton Robb is a returning All-American, but he is, you know, like we've said before, he is no unstoppable force. He's just, he's tough to wrestle. He stays in good position. He's hard to score on. But yeah. <laughs> that's how you win matches. That, that's it. But, but, but yeah, but anything can happen at the Big Ten tournament. So, you know, Kendall Coleman has got to get through, you know, some tough guys, but he's got to get through, you know, in the semifinals, a big matchup, a true freshman in Levi Haynes as a two seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his quarterfinal matchup would be Will Lewan. Who is a returning All-American. Right. I mean, you look at these so, quarterfinals, it'd be Rob versus Chumbly or Model, or Model, excuse me. Um, you know, and then you'd have Haynes versus Michael Carr, Kendall Coleman, Will Lewan, and Chase Saldate and Kobe Siebrecht. I mean, holy cow. Yeah, so you've got, you know, number one in the nation a seasoned junior in Kendall Coleman who's having the best year a true freshman Penn State which broken record these guys pop these true freshmen out just when you think they're done you're like oh these guys are graduating finally bye and they (laughs) show up with one of these guys so you know and then um, one of the guys that you know he's in here at number seven, Carr. Right. Senior. More you no, seen him in a couple of years. He's bumped up a couple of weights. So wouldn't count him out. He's on the bottom side. You know, he's going to run into Haynes. So I've watched Michael Carr win some big matches for Illinois before he got hurt when he was down at those smaller weights. Gosh, It yeah. wouldn't surprise me if he comes out with his experience and upsets Haynes. So I know that looks like an upset, you know, seven beating a two, but that's a seasoned senior that you haven't heard of that probably hasn't had the career he was hoping for because of injury, taking out a true freshman. Yeah. But Kale Sanderson, like we said before, has these guys ready. So Levi Haynes ain't going to run out here and be, oh, I'm at the Big Ten tournament. No, he's not going to be deer in the headlights. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be ready. But – that match against Carr, if that, that happens, don't 
count car out. Yeah. And that's what makes, yeah. And, you know, there's 10 allocations here. So the most of any weight here, 157. And that bottom side, it really could be anybody. Even the top side, potentially, you know, like Rob is, like he's, like we've said, you know, Rob isn't untouchable. You know, he's expected, but anybody could come out of that bottom side. Lawan, Coleman, Haynes, Carr. I mean, anybody. Yep. And then you've got. And even Brayton Lee's on the bottom side. So, you know, at the 11, I, 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 I'm really pulling for him. He's one I'm really pulling for. He was a, yeah, he was a freshman All-American. I think Minnesota was hoping for him to be the bright spot going forward. And I don't know if it's injury or whatever. He just, he's very much declined since his freshman year. Well, last year, well, yeah, last year he was, he's an All-American. He got six as a sophomore, but then last year he was, the number one guy before he hurt his elbow. Yeah. So I don't know what's been bugging him. He obviously hasn't looked, you know, his record's four and seven. Hasn't looked the same since. And it's, it's just too bad. No. And it's yeah. Cause he was supposed to be their bright spot. He was good. Yeah. You know, obviously he would, you know, he had his bouts with the, uh, the two time all American for Iowa that we watched all the time. So (laughs) Caleb young. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those guys would, fight it out in the most boring match you've ever watched but you know so that's but Iowa stepped it up but now they've got I wouldn't say stepped it up they got Kobe Seabrook who's just who's more exciting he's kind of like Gomez he's you know is he going to toss you what's he going to do like a takedown against Will Luan I still rewatch that and go holy shit so you know, I don't think Kobe Seabrook is going to make a run and upset Peyton Robb. Or, he's, he's not that kind of a wrestler. But he did um, have a two-point match against Levi Haynes, mm-hmm. who was the two-seed. You know, he did wrestle close against, you know, Michael Carr. He obviously beat Will Luan, who's returning All-American. So his mindset is, I can beat anybody in this weight. Right. As it should be. You know, yeah. you know he, he took yes. Peyton Robb. He wrestled well against him. So, yep. Yep. And unfortunately, you know, Peyton Rob, that's how he wrestles mm-hmm. hard to score on. You're not going to catch him. And unfortunately that's kind of how Kobe Seabrook wrestles is I'm going to wrestle a little funky and maybe get you out of position and catch you and maybe try to throw you. And Peyton Rob isn't like that. Mm-hmm. You can't get him out of position. You're not going to get him to step when you want him to step to get, you know, to overextend him. He's not going to do that. So he was a tough wrestle for, Seabrook just because he can't he can't get him out of position but any you know some of these guys are a little more erratic I don't see him beating Levi Haynes I think he's you know he's the five seed so he's on the top so we run into Rob but mm-hmm. but even if they met on the backside or even in the finals hypothetically I mean you know that yeah I just one matchup yep. you're just not crazy about yeah, like I said, I think he's – if you watched Iowa high school wrestling and watched some guy pin somebody with a um, – like a splatle or something, and he had like this one kind of junk move, uh, obviously whatever Seabrecht is doing is working, but it's not going to work against guys like Rob and Hayes. Right. Mm-hmm. Guys that are in good position all the time that you can't rattle. So, Will Luan, obviously returning All-American, 
did he get him with a junk move? No, but that was a hell of a scramble. And I don't even know how he scored that two points. Yeah. So it'll just be fun with having everybody ranked in this way. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, it only gets more fun because we moved to 165 has only eight allocations, which is the second fewest top heavy again, but where this, this one really, really could go anywhere. It gets fun because you're going to look at how they're seated. And I'm just going to tell you based off intermat rankings, sophomore, 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 freshman, sophomore, sophomore, sophomore. Like this way, it's going to be fun for a long time. Yeah. For the next few years, yes. these guys are just going to be battling out. So you've got Amin, Tamity, Kennedy, Fukundo, Karchla, you know, Mayfield. But Karchla's 12, Fukundo's nine, Kennedy's seven, Hamity's six, Amin's four. And that is sophomore, 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 freshman, sophomore. These guys are going to be battling out for a long time. And you've got Cameron Amin, All American, Hamity, All American. Karcha, All-American. Right. And the other two guys that aren't All-Americans were Fukundo and Kennedy. And the reason Kennedy wasn't wrestling last year. <laughs> yeah, he was just behind someone. Marinelli was there. Marinelli. Yeah, he, yeah, he was behind a four-time, four ten, you know, five-time. Five-time. Oh, five-time. Yes, Marinelli won it five times. You know, and obviously Fukundo's a freshman, so he was in the wrestling room last year. So, like, you have two guys that have never wrestled at this tournament that are expected to win the tournament. Right, and that, yeah. And and Kennedy you know, and then, Amin, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got, fine. you know, Karchla, who beat Marinelli last year. That was the big upset. Marinelli was number one, undefeated. Who's going to beat him? Who's going to touch him? Karchla. Yeah. And he and that kind know. of put him that put him on the map. And he had good matches with Dean Hamity last year. Yeah. You know? And then you go to the NCAA tournament. Who beats Marinelli? Amin. In the quarters, yeah. You know, so he, you know, Amin makes a run for fourth. Dean Hamity made a run, I believe, to fifth. Karchla, I believe, got seventh. And then you've got these two newcomers in Kennedy and Fukundo who are, are more than capable of winning this bracket. Yeah. And Amin, you know, I have down here, he's only wrestled once since the since January 27th. You know, so he didn't wrestle in the Iowa duel. You know, so. Yeah. And that'll what obviously. That looks like for him, you know, he comes in 10 and 2. And that will obviously be a big reason. You know, I think Amin and Kennedy, not bad to be the two and three seed. Right. Because on the top side, you have Hamity, Fukundo, and Karchla. So Fukundo yeah. is going to have another big match in the quarterfinals against Karchla, returning yeah. All-American. He beat him 4-1 in the duel. So head-to-head, round one, went to Fukundo. Yep. So obviously, as an Iowa fan, you're watching this going, Karchla, let's go. Right, because Kennedy can be the mean, and that that's where now all of a sudden you're thinking about team race, and you're like, okay, if you can get Kennedy ahead of Facundo, because they wrestled, 
And that was a very close match between Kennedy and Facundo. Yeah, I remember he had him. I think I thought Kennedy had him in a cradle in overtime. Yes, yes. So that is, you know, it might start diving off because you get to Karchla. You know, it might start diving off because you get to Karchla, and then you know you don't see another ranked wrestler till Max Mayfield and Caleb Fish. Yeah, you know, Max Mayfield, but, Nebraska native. Ah, Nebraska native. Yep, wrestling over for Northwestern. So, yeah. you know, obviously 165. I know, um, you know, he's got some good coaches over there. Obviously, Andrew Howe would be one of his practice partners. So, you know, and he's only a sophomore. And then you fall to the next wrestler ranked right behind him, Caleb Fish from Michigan State. Sophomore. So... The top six guys at this weight, the oldest is a sophomore. This weight's going to be fun because these, this Michigan State and Northwestern guy and uh, Mayfield and Fish are only going to get better. Yo, yeah. So how isn't there anymore? Remember him and Jimmy Kennedy aren't a part of Northwestern. I thought they were still on staff. No, Joe Colon is. And so is Joe Rao. So Matt Storniolo. Is there and then, yeah, where have I been? That happened, that happened last year, two, yeah, I think it was last well, year. I knew, Co- I, I, I knew that they weren't going to retain some of them because they weren't going to get vaccinated with COVID, mm-hmm. and that was, but I, I thought they were, I, I thought they were all able to come back, but you know, you still fall to, um, you know, Caleb Fish. We obviously know you've had his practice partner on, one of the guys uh, helping yeah. him probably coach, you know, so. It doesn't surprise me that, the, you know, he'll probably be ready to go. But, you know, to round out the the rankings, you got Danny Bergelin and Andrew Sparks, who – Andrew Sparks watched those from last year. Sparks has been back and forth with Kale Carlson, you know, so. Yeah. And then, you know, Danny Berglin, a senior. I don't see either one of them beating any of these other guys, but – just this way it's going to be fun because you're going to watch these guys for a while. They're not names. You're like, Oh, he's a senior. I don't need to remember them. Remember these. Yeah. <laughs> remember exactly. Fukundo, Kennedy, Hamity. Cause I remember a bracket that looked just like this and guys that fought for four years at 174. And it was Kokish Brown, Evans and Storley. And you watch them beat each other up. Every year, all year. Yeah. And this is what I, this is what I see coming. These guys are just going to be beating each other up. And unfortunately, and fortunately for Fukundo, he's eventually going to get one year without any of them. Yeah. But this way, it's this way. It's going to be fun. There's a lot of all Americans, a lot of up and comers, and they're young. So just this way, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for a while. Yeah. And on top of eight allocations, there's five at large bids here. So that could also loom large for, you know, those, those bottom tier guys like Andrew Sparks, Bubba Wilson, you know, some of those guys that may not get up over the hump. So, but now moving on 174 is the lowest allocations for the big 10 with seven. 
So, you know, everyone's going to be fighting in that way. I mean, there's five at-large bids, but which allocations, you know, there are, you know, one, it has three of the top five guys at the weight in Starachi, Labriola and Smith, you know, and, but there's still some quality guys in O'Reilly, Edmund Ruth, DJ Washington, Nelson Brands, I guess <laughs> you can put him in that category. Troy Fisher. So, I you could put Nelson Brands in that category just because he's so tough to score on. Right. I don't believe he has enough offense to get him over that hump that he needs to for them guys. You know, yeah, it, it's funny. It kind of reminds you of the Iowa football team. <laughs> you know, yes. you have Nelson Brands. You know, he has some pretty – he's tough to score on, but he just does not have enough firepower to to hang with these upper-tier guys. It's just – yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because when you need a takedown, what do you got? And if all you are is defense, you got nothing. Right. So you see it all the time. I know a lot of guys, what's your go-to takedown? You need to have one. You need to have one. And you watch these guys win the Big Tens or the NCAAs, and they have a shot. Yeah. Our call, as much as I hated watching his defense, he had a shot. So if it was a tight three-to-two match, and he needs one shot to win it to beat you four-to-three, he had it. And I watch, Mm -hmm. same thing with Mike Evans. You watched him all the time, just brawl with people. You couldn't score on him. He'd just rather brawl with you. Mm-hmm. When it was time for him to score, he couldn't do yeah. it. Hell short. And that's mm-hmm. where, you know, that's why he couldn't beat Brown, Kokish. That's why he was, you know, I'm surprised he beat Storley that year. But, yeah, he just, he didn't have, you know, and that's where I think Nelson Brands is at. He just... He'll hang with the best of you. He won't let you score on him. But you need something offensive. Right. But this way, obviously, I think, you know, I've, I've watched Donnell Washington wrestle, and I watched him wrestle Bailey O'Reilly. And he looked really good. Yeah. he could. He's very capable. But he hit a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's got the talent to – take somebody like O'Reilly and almost be in a spot where you could potentially major him. But then you look at the downside and go, I've also watched him in that same match hit a wall. So is he going to get to the big 10 tournament and hit a wall? Right. You know, he's 21 and four. So he's wrestled 21 matches without hitting a wall. So, you know, that he's a sophomore. It'll be fun to watch him. See if he can, you know, maybe avenge a loss with O'Reilly. They're obviously on opposite sides. But we'll see. We'll see if he can hold up. He's a Mm -hmm. six seed. And then floating around before we get to the top side, or the big dogs, Edmund Ruth, sophomore, 24-3. and He went for a while. I want to say for most of the season without losing a match. He lost one early. He won 20 in a row. And then, yeah, he lost 20 in a row. And then, and then he O'Reilly lost that, Yeah. Bailey then O'Reilly. He got beat by O'Reilly. And yeah. O'Reilly knocked his streak off. And that was a close match. Yeah. You know, and Edmund Ruth, sophomore. Why does that name sound familiar? Because if you drop off four of the letters, 
It sounds like his coach and brother, Ed Ruth, <laughs> who was a three-time NCAA champ, one of the best to come through Penn State, basically kicked off, you know, Kale Sanderson's career there. They're like, oh, great, you got David Taylor. Who's Ed Ruth? Oh, now I know. And now Ed Ruth's over there in Illinois, and he brought his brother with him. So you look at this bracket and go, oh, look at him. But I look at a guy that says Edmund Ruth, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, he could. He could. Yeah, so, he's Mikey Labriola to overtime, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you don't think his brother knows how to win matches? He won a lot of them. He only lost two in his college career, and he avenged both of them. Yeah. So, who was that? Gabe Dean and is it Muchastegi? Muchastagi? Yeah. So. And he had to actually medically forfeit that match. Ah. Mm-hmm. And wrestled back and got third. And then we watched him wrestle in St. Louis, and he beat Muchastagi the next year for his first title. Kind of put it, took it to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, good wall because we were sitting in the stands going, oh, screw you, Penn State. Screw you, Penn State. Get him, get him, um, get, you know, get him, Mooch. And there was nothing. <laughs> there was nothing. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, there's some Illinois wrestlers and some Maryland wrestlers. So this is where it's going to get fun. Illinois, Maryland, some of these teams you're not used to seeing have guys that can carry the team in a tournament to a decent place last year last year was northwestern yeah yeah and and you can see that out of illinois and maryland that if these guys kind of wrestle maybe a little bit better than higher than their seeds you know kind of have a really good tournament you could all of a sudden see penn state iowa nebraska and all of a sudden you might see a illinois above ohio state Right. You know, Maryland above Minnesota, you know, and that's going to be odd for some people to see, but there's some guys in this tournament for some of these teams, Illinois and Maryland are two teams that have some guys that can make some noise. I love the Maryland love, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they have been at the bottom since they have joined the big 10. It's been struggle, struggle bus for them. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I cannot remember since dad has talked about that heavyweight that beat Telford, them even having an NCAA qualifier. So the fact that they got three freshmen that are ranked in the top 20 is a huge step for them. So I would really like to see them, you know, it's kind of nice to see, you know, obviously you don't, you know, I don't want to see Iowa get bad, but it's it's nice to see that it, it does shift. You can see some of these programs take off because you don't want to see just Maryland just struggle all the time right. and just be terrible. So it's it's fun to see. It's going to be fun to see, you know, Mike Poletta, who personally was one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to see him take over the Illinois program and hopefully march them towards, you know, what his ultimate goal is, the team title. Maryland, it's nice to see them start moving up mm-hmm. you know get some guys in the rankings get some traction you know michigan state you're kind of hoping now are some of these teams going to have 10 wrestlers obviously the coaches think they are but where they're at now is a very good start 
Edmund Ruth is a very good piece. Having Ed Ruth in your room as Michael Porter, very good piece, and you're kind of seeing it pay off. Yeah. So, but you move to the top three of these. Two-time champ, Carter Storacci. Four-time All-American, Mike Labriola. And Ethan Smith, who, Mm -hmm. to my knowledge, has not been an All-American yet, but he's always been right there. He's kind of like a Max Mira. He's going to brawl with you. He's been... Beaten over time by Labriola, he's right there. And Starachi, I've I watched him struggle against Nelson Brands, but you and I both know Nelson Brands is hard to score on. So you're going to have those matchup styles where you're like that match was close, and you know Starachi wrestled Nelson Brands close, so you kind of think, oh man, you know maybe maybe O'Reilly can get him. Mm-hmm. Nelson Brands is tough to score on, but the reason he's not good or up here with the rest of these guys is because he doesn't have any offense. Yeah. He would be up here, but like he just, he can't score on them, but they can't score on him either. (laughs) So it's really a a moot point when you can't score with as good a defense as you have. So Sirachi can obviously score on Nelson Brands' defense. And when you wrestle Nelson Brands, you only need to take him down once because he's not going to take you down. Yeah. So, couple escapes. You know, it's it's intriguing to watch because you're going to watch Labriola and Smith wrestle potentially a second time. Yeah. Smith got got fifth a couple years ago at 165, though. So, but he's always, you're right, though. Smith has always been right there, it seems, you know, with the best guys. Just he's, trying to get that big quality signature win. You know, he was right there with Kemmer, Labriola this year. Like, he's always right there, but just. Yeah, he's kind of like Mirren, where he's like, he's he's there. He's a round of 12 kind of guy. Yep. Just get him over the edge. He's a senior. I'd like to see him, you know, but. Round of 12 guy last face, year, you know. You know, he's got to face Labriola, who. In my opinion, when I watched him wrestle for the very first time, I did not think he would have the funk that he had. Oh, it's incredible. It's crazy. And the how thick his chest is, how strong he looks. <laughs> like to get in some of those spots, it's like, ah, he's not that flexible. He was. He was flexible enough to, you know, like you watch Cameron, he kind of looked like Gumby. And Mikey Labriola could match that. Yeah. That's why Tarachi so, will be really intriguing if they meet. Yes. Yeah, because so you watch Tarachi wrestle Kemmer, and Kemmer kind of picked him apart in the Big Ten tournament. And lo and behold, they go to the NCAAs, and Tarachi's ready to wrestle as a freshman, and Kale Sanderson has him winning a national title. So this will be interesting because it seems like that's a that's a, just a really good matchup. Labriola and Tarachi will be a very good matchup. Yeah. Labriola's coming in as a senior hoping to cap it off with a NCAA title, 23-0. and 0. He's ready. Mm-hmm. Right, he number two. Malik Lewis early in the year. Yeah, he's beaten an NCAA champ and runner right. up. So there's no doubt in my mind that he's got the confidence he can beat Carter Strachey. Exactly, you bet. So he's, he's ready, he's excited. I know he's got some tough matches to get there, but I see these two being in the finals. I'll be surprised if neither one of them are in there. Yeah. And to be honest, I'll be disappointed if Labriola loses to Ethan Smith, because I'm excited for Strachey and Labriola. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, one of those I, matches that I think is just going to be fun, because it's going to be action. 
and they're very good at scrambling. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Labriola would wrestle brands, you know, and Smith would wrestle DJ Washington in the, in the quarters and then Starachi in the quarters would have the winner of Ruth and O'Reilly. Or, sorry, that would be the semis. Sorry. So in the quarters, Labriola would have brands and Smith would have DJ Washington. So that'd be a fun, fun quarterfinal. But yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this, this way it'll be fun. You've got some guys that can make some noise in Edmund Ruth and, you know, Bailey O'Reilly's a senior hoping to make some noise, but this way it's exciting was Tarachi and Nibriola. And I hope that everyone, <clears throat> I hope for everyone in the big 10 and I hope both those guys make the finals. And on Sunday you're watching those two wrestle. Cause that'll be a hell of a match to watch. Yeah. All right. And we moved on here now to 184. Another nine allocations, you know, and another one of those weights where you're kind of fighting for second, you know, you have Aaron Brooks, two-time national champ, you know, so, but below that, I mean, he lost earlier in the season, but I, I don't see him losing to anyone in the big 10. Right. Right. So you, know, you got Romero, Salazar, Fine Silver, Assad, Malcheski, Pinto, Saldano. I mean, that group right there is I mean, Romero seems to be just above, you know, so it'll go Brooks on a you know in a tier. Romero is probably the next. And then really Salazar, Fine Silver, Assad, Malcheski, Pinto, Saldano. Like, I feel like that could be interchangeable. Yeah, I, yeah. So <clears throat> Romero, I'm not sure if he's been an All-American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I <clears throat> I believe he was. He's a senior. Six, he's six looking good. Year. He, I believe, in the duel, wrestled Brooks very close. 3-2. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't see him. That'll be a finals matchup if he gets there. I kind of see, yes, two-tier. Brooks, then Romero, then everybody else. Fine Silver's coming over from Duke, who's a fifth-year transfer. Yeah. He's had a solid career over there, but all of a sudden now he finds himself ranked in the top ten. So him and his brother have always given the ACC fits. Now he's over here with Michigan, which Michigan kind of grabbing at those, you know, uh, fifth-year senior transfers those graduate those graduate transfers um you know last year they had the guy that transferred from princeton brooke oh brucky yeah pat brucky brucky and then this year they got matt fine silver so they're kind of finding ways to fill in you know to obviously last year they won the big 10 tournament <clears throat> but they graduated a lot yeah so having fine silver add something to their team he's a senior 20 and five, obviously it's way different wrestling in the big 10, the ACC, but he can find himself wrestling against Aaron Brooks. Yeah. But, <clears throat> like you were saying, Assad, Malcheski, Saldano, Salazar. Pinto. Ooh. Assad is really intriguing. You know, Pinto first, first I'll get to Assad. He it's 15 and two, you know, but, but 
we, it still seems like he, we don't know where he's at. You know, he didn't wrestle Romero um, or Salazar. He's had a very, so, I would say, you know, he didn't career. wrestle, you know, since Iowa didn't wrestle Ohio State, he didn't wrestle Fine Silver in that duel. You know, they ran out, I think, Drake Rhodes. So, where yeah, is so they've they've had a he's had a very weird career where him and brands went back and forth high highly recruit coming out of high school mm-hmm. iowa fans super excited they trotted him out as a true freshman second true freshman the brands brothers have ever pulled obviously spencer lee that worked Assad, you thought it was going to work obviously he was going to the ncaa's i think he was seated 12th or something like that, having a very good true freshman year. COVID happened, disappeared. Next year, they gave the basically the weight to Nelson Brands. Maybe he was up too big. I don't know what was going on with Assad, but they didn't even trot Assad out last year. Not once. No, last year they did. Last year was at 84. Two what? years ago, he was redshirted. Last year, he was at 84. Yes, yes. Okay, sorry. Ahead of myself. That's right. Yeah, two years so, ago. Two Two years ago, yeah, he was basically Brands got the nod. You didn't see Assad. Yep. You're like, what the heck's going on? Mm-hmm. I thought he was your guy. So last year, you tried Assad out, and everyone's excited to see him. They're like, heck yeah, man, had a great true freshman year. Wonder what the heck happened. And just up and down, right. up and down. It was kind of, you know, and then this year, all of a sudden, you're finding him back to form. You find him back ranked in the top 10. You find him at 15 and two. So this will be a fun test for him to see where he falls with yeah. some of these guys. For sure. <clears throat> because, you know, Malcheski's a junior, Saldano's a freshman, Pinto's a freshman, you know. So it's kind of wide open after Brooks, you know, this year and even, you know, coming into next year. So, I think the verdict is still out on Abasan on what the heck he's going to do. Yeah. Cause you've seen him look really, really good. And then you've also seen him unwatchable. <laughs> so. Yeah. Is this, then, is this his year, you know, he'll have fine silver if he wins and fine silver wins and see told and all that in the quarters. So right away, boom, yeah. we're going to know what you're made of. Yeah. And, and, and you know, fine silver is coming from the ACC where he, I believe was an ACC champ. He's was very good over there, but this is his first Big Ten tournament. So, Assad, welcome him to it. You know, and I just, <clears throat> I had to laugh. I was writing down Malcheski, and that just sounds like a hockey name. <laughs> hey, they do play. <clears throat> they do play hockey in Michigan. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was, I was writing him down like Lane Malcheski. Michigan State. I'm like, oh man, sounds like a hockey name. And then you got to, you know, which made me laugh again because I got to 14. Brian Saldano, Rutgers, and Saldano just sounded Italian, like a typical New Jersey name. So was, uh, and then you got 15 from Nebraska, Lenny. Sounds like yeah, sounds like a Nebraska name. But <clears throat> so yeah, this this weight's fair open once you get past Aaron Brooks. Uh, Penn State kind of does this to brackets where they basically take the top spot and let everybody else fight for second. Yeah. 
And then this also, I don't think I mentioned this, also has the most at-large bids with seven. So, you know, you have nine allocations, but then you have seven at-large. So that adds a little intrigue to the bottom of the weight if you don't get in and make that nine allocation slot. But yeah, it's it's really that three through eight is is really interesting and it could go any way, you know, yeah. he's pulling well, because you got you know, Willie Miklis over there, obviously. So like yeah, you got the, some improvement as a team as well. Yeah. And it's not odd that Miklis is over there and you're finding a 65 pounder and an 840 pounder young, a sophomore and a freshman. Yeah. Right. Up there in the, you know, looking for, looking to make their names at their weights in the Big Ten. And it's not odd that Miklas wrestled at that weight, four-time right. All-American. He wrestled at 74 and 84, or 84 and 97, sorry. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not odd that these guys are having success at this mid to upper weight with him being in the room. Yeah, and Malcheski did wrestle Salazar. He lost 5-3 in the duel. So, I mean, close. So, I mean, he could – he gets that upset if you want to call it an upset on paper, but you know, he could bring some chaos to the way, make the semi. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, you got the returning, the two time champ, and you have two seniors who have been had very solid careers that are looking to cap it off. And then a bunch of guys that are, you know, got one year left or up and coming that is looking to scrap. So, I think you got Brooks at the top, and I think Romero is going to get second, and Fine Silver is going to find himself a battle with some of these younger guys just coming yeah. in. And Pinto's wrestling so. really well lately. You know, Lenny Pinto, Nebraska, 19 and 7, but he's wrestled really well as of late. Um, so he didn't wrestle Saldano in the duel. They forfeited that one. Um, Rutgers did. So, but uh, yeah. yeah. And it's not, he didn't and, wrestle and, Romero. I don't believe in that duel. So and having a freshman in Pinto will pivot to ninety-seven. It's not odd that you have a Nebraska eighty-four pounder as a freshman and a sophomore in Salas Elred. Yeah. Seated like they are, ranked like they are. And you had a guy like Eric Schultz in the room. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Eric. <laughs> it's yep. Yep. Shout out to Eric Schultz. You've got, you know, an 84 and a 97 pounder, young guys who are making waves right now that could, you know, make a run at some, you know, make some big 10 noise. And they've got someone in their ear in the corner. And who else other than, you know, Eric Schultz, but also who wrestled up there? Kokish. Okay. Yeah. And he's on the staff. Yep. So you got to think that he helps push, you know, Eric Schultz to be where he is. And it's not a surprise that they have an 84 pounder. And as you pivot to 197. You know who else is there sophomore. that they talk really highly of? Tervell. Tervell Delagna. Yes. Yes. We, yes. And I love him there. Personally remember watching him as I was went to the Division II NCAA tournament in Cedar oh, Rapids. Yeah. And watched him win his third. He was the talk of the tournament. Yeah. He was the guy. He's beaten Division One All-Americans. Look at him, Nebraska Kearney, 
And yeah, now he's back in his home state, you know. And oddly enough, when he left and did the world team thing, whatever, where did he fall at? Ohio State. Mm-hmm. When were they good? When he was there. Kyle Schneider. Um, who's the 97-pounder? Keelan Moore. Colin Moore, right? yeah. Colin Moore. So not a surprise that success in those upper weights follows Delagny. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, yep. switching to 197, nine allocations, all reds, the second seed, Penn State, once again, broken record, Penn State with the one seed. But following that up, well, it's have, a guess after that, you know, yeah, all reds. Penn State's returning. And Warner. Yeah, but, oh, I mean, Max Dean, he's following it. He's following in. Found a great home at Penn State. And he's one of four returning national champions for Penn State. Tough. So fortunately for the rest of the field, he's one of two of those four that are going to be graduating. (laughs) So, you know, at this weight, it's just, it's fun because you have Dean at the one seed, Warner at the five seed. So those two, if they get there, we'll wrestle in the semifinals. Yeah. And which if anyone watched if anyone watched March wrestling, they wrestled in the national finals last year. And Warner would wrestle Caffey in the quarters. Who I have him written down here is just dangerous. Yeah. He is that, that guy that's tough to score on, but like he's he is one of those guys that will like sit on his knee and look over at his coach and be like, oh, you want me to go up or down? <laughs> and he looks tired. And then all of a sudden, boom, takedown. Explodes. So he's had a very good career at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. He hasn't made it over the hump yet. But so um, you got Dean. A sophomore in Allred, who was the only reason, like Kennedy, wasn't wrestling last year as a freshman because they were behind someone. Yeah. So Allred wanted to wrestle last year as a sophomore, but, you know, kind of iron sharpens iron. He couldn't wrestle. He was behind Eric Schultz. So he's getting his shot. He's taking really good, you know. He's taking advantage for sure. Taking advantage of it, yeah. And Warner has very much had his lumps this year. You know, I am probably the hardest critic of Jacob Warner. And he got to the end. Like, I would have would have bet a lot of money, and I think I tried to bet you and Dad a lot of money, <laughs> or whatever, last year, that Jacob Warner wouldn't make the finals. And out of all the Iowa wrestlers, other than Spencer, well, he wasn't a wrestler. Out of all the Iowa wrestlers to make the finals, it was Jacob Warner. So, mm-hmm. Very surprising that he made the run he did to get there. So, so obviously we the match, he, you know, yes, the match he's, what is he? Oh, and two against Max Dean. Mm-hmm. I think he can oh. beat Dean. No, he's Owen. Oh, he wrestled him twice last year, once in the duel and once in the national final. So what? Oh, and three then I guess that makes him. And then I guess wrestled him. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Cause it was a close match and then he got bow and arrowed. Uh, yeah, and that was he painful. Just, uh, yeah, it looked painful. And then, yeah, you watched him wrestle at the NCAA finals and just couldn't 
So, but Maxine can just ride you like a dog. Yeah. Almost to the point where you want to turn the match off. But I see Maxine winning this. I personally don't see Jacob Warner making some upset against Maxine. I would rather have the upset against Maxine at the NCAA tournament. But, you know, Cameron Caffey, Jacob Warner has, I think, he'll show up at the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Would I be surprised if he wrestles this tournament and gets fifth? No. No. Yeah. Because, to be honest, in his mind, it doesn't matter where he's seated. Right. You got to beat everybody to win the whole goddamn thing. So, and he can. So yeah, and he yeah, he's got the capability. So like he's he's one of the wrestlers. I'm as far as Iowa goes. I'm not watching this going. Oh, Warner had a bad Big Ten because he's had a bad Big Ten, and then he goes and gets becomes an All American. He didn't have that great of a Big Ten last year, and went and got second. So for me, I'm not worried about it. More intriguing to me is how is All Red going to do? Yeah. You know, they got, you know, as far as rank wise goes, they got um, Berglund from Illinois. Ronigal? Ronigal. Yeah. He's ranked, at least when I looked, 15th, but he's seated third here. So he's had some big wins. He's yeah. obviously had some losses. So as a senior, his. You know, what we talk about, his brother was at the lower weight. As twins, Danny. You know, so he's, he's 15 and five. So he's obviously had some big wins this year. One of his big wins was against Jacob Warner. So it's interesting to see that he's not even ranked. He's not even seated in the tops. Um, he's not ranked in the top 10, but here he is seated in the top three. Mm-hmm. You know, so him winning some of these big key matches in the dual season pushed him to a good seed so that now, you know, Caffey and Warner are now on the top side. Yeah. That Warner match really, cause he got beat by Caffey. You know, yeah, Caffey so like, beat Bronigal and all red beat Bronigal, you know, he beat so, Warner and Warner beat all red, but Warner lost to Dean and Bronigal. And so, you know, yeah. So as far as, you know, Bronigal beating Warner early in the season, now all of a sudden you're talking about Warner potentially being the three seed on the opposite side of Dean. Yeah. Which is huge for the team race. And we haven't even you know, talked about Warner. Gavin Hoffman. Hoffman was an All-American last year. He made the semis. You know? Yeah. We haven't even yeah. mentioned his name. So that's just how tough this weight is in the middle. You know, Dean on a tier and then two through nine. Two through nine yeah. seeds are all just let's let's then, you know I, I know uh Wisconsin has Braxton Amos who was you know had a good year last year as a freshman. I think he was kind of uh I know the BT I know BTN did a spotlight on him and it was kind of interesting to watch and he's been I know I watched him last year at the Big Tens and he's kind of been spotlighted, so we'll see what he has, but at the sixth seed in this bracket. You find yourself another Maryland <laughs> freshman. So love these Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, it, it's for me. It's Maryland. Put up or shut up. Like you have got 
decent seating. This is your fourth freshman ranked in the top 20. Yeah. That's that's why I just I keep, you know, you asked me about Maryland earlier and I'm I'm high on them just because you you keep flipping through and I'm finding Maryland guys all over where you would never see them. You know, I'm finding more Maryland guys, I feel like, and maybe it's it's not like I'm looking for them, but, you know, Northwestern, you know, Minnesota, Ohio State, like those names aren't popping out. But every time I do these, I'm finding, you know, as I did these rankings and writing them down, Maryland guys. And it's not that they're like seniors and they're going to, you know, their team's just going to be perpetually getting to their senior year and getting them ranked in the top 15. And these guys are all freshmen. Yeah. So I'll be watching them just because this is going to be a good tell to see wh- where are they going from here? Kind of, you know, Indiana a few years ago when Escobedo took over, he had a very young class with mm-hmm. the Rooks brothers, you know, and it didn't seem like it went to the next level. You kind of were like, Hey, they got some guys, they got some guys. And it just never went. So I'm hoping that you watch, you know, some of these Maryland wrestlers and I'm hoping Maybe not this year, but next year you watch them and these guys go from being ranked 14th to 7th. And all of a sudden you see your, you know, these Maryland guys, this team, all of a sudden creep their way into, you know, over the next couple of years, potentially in the top five at a Big Ten tournament. You know, maybe even getting a trophy. They've got four freshmen. Yeah, that's you know, and then all, And that's kind of how Penn State does this thing. They They – Penn State has some holes, but they they ride off their guys that win it big. But they also get big key wins from guys in the backside. Yeah. You know, and that's where guys like Bo Bartlett come in. You know, like, oh, how Penn State keep winning this thing? Well, they're not winning it with three champs. They're winning it because guys like Bo Bartlett are wrestling on the backside and they're going to come back and get fourth. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm just, I'll be interesting to see how these maryland freshmen do at this big 10 tournament yeah and then another smith brothers removed to heavyweight nine allocations again four at large and you got jaron smith closing out what do you have to say about jaron smith and maryland (laughs) i just it's for me, it's just it's a team that I went through and started looking through the rankings and that you've never paid attention to. Mm-hmm. You kind of get to the NCAA tournament, and other than them playing them in football, if all you did was watch Big Ten wrestling, you would forget Maryland existed. Not and all of a sudden, I start and all of a sudden I start flipping through the rankings and go, all right, I, I got to figure out some of these Big Ten guys. Maryland, 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 and they're freshmen, 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 freshmen. So they just had a hell of a freshman class come in and I'm just hoping it kind of take kind of like a few years ago when I, you know, when Indiana had Escobedo and he had a bunch of these freshmen, I was hoping Indiana would start moving. Yeah. So I'm hopeful that Maryland and these freshmen have the tournament that they're hoping for. And you kind of see them go, where the heck did they come from? Kind of like Northwestern. You kind of want them to have a coming out party. Do I think they're going to get third like Northwestern did last year? No. <laughs> But in a couple of years, 
Yeah. Northwestern King kind of came out of nowhere, but if you're paying attention now, you'll see that Maryland maybe not doesn't have the dual record. But come tournament time, if they can hold up, Maryland won't. Just very surprising, and I'm very hopeful that Maryland can kind of keep it going. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so um, get, get your Maryland wrestling gear now. <laughs> um, yeah, last but not least, heavyweight, where the top four seeds are the top four ranks. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, if you're going to end it, end it big. And obviously, Gable Stevenson did a very good job of it last year, but you only lost Gable Stevenson. And now you've got Paris, Kirkfleet, Cassiope, Davidson, and then you fall all the way to, I mean, at this time, he was ranked 10th, Hilger. He's a three-time All-American. And then you go to... Like a super-duper yeah, and then you go to Orendorf from Ohio State. He's an All-American. Hilger's a two-time All-American. He got eighth as a uh, and then sixth. Sorry, oh, I guess I, oh, I yeah. was counting the first team. Right, okay, yeah. All-American right. stuff. Yep, yep, so, yep. you know, like Cassiope, he's a three-time right. All-American, but really he only wrestled at two tournaments. You know? Yeah, you're he right. Got, yep. You, you, you got, you know, so you're going to start at the top and you're going to go Mason. And why haven't these guys won a tournament NCAA tournament yet? Why don't you call Gable Stevenson and ask him why none of these Let's guys get have won? Get him on the phone. Get him on the phone. Yeah. So, you know, out of all the weights, everyone kind of forgets about heavyweight. You know, you, you think about, you know, watching Brian Rodas wrestle at the AAU Kid State Tournament and they're literally putting chairs away and rolling up mats and there Brian is winning a title. You know, it's the forgotten weight. But it's been, you know, I would say a few years ago when uh, oh, the guy from NC State, uh, Gwiskowski. Oh, Gwiskowski, yeah. When he he started winning, he was Mm -hmm. starting to win because there was, you know, Cole Conrad, Mako, and you watched yeah. all those big boys nice wrestling. Man. It was pummeling, nice slow, and nobody had to take down, whatever. And then all of a sudden, yes, big old boys that would eat you alive, but <laughs> they were born to watch. So now all of a sudden you got Gwiskowski that comes in there and starts taking people down. Next thing you know, he's wrestling Kyle Schneider, and all of a sudden it's the match to watch. And, you know, and it just it kept going. And then all of a sudden you had Gable Stevenson who was one of the most exciting wrestlers to watch. And it kept up because you're seeing some of these guys that are built like heavyweights I've never seen. You got Paris, Kirkfleet, Cassiope, Davidson. They don't look like Conrad and Mako, you know, Zach Ray. They look very fit. They're great scramblers. They're fun to watch. Mason Paris, you know, he's gotten second and third. And why hasn't he won it? Gable Stevenson, you know, and you got Kirk Philippe who came in as a freshman and kind of took his lumps. Like every Penn state wrestler, he kind of found this groove. And all of a sudden you find Paris and Kirk Philippe kind of at that tier mm-hmm. of one and two. And unfortunately for Cassiope, he's found himself on the outside looking in again. Yeah. He, he could beat anybody he wanted in the country except for Paris and Stevenson. And there for a while, those were his only losses. 
but now you're going to add Kirkfleet to that. This mm-hmm. is going to be a watching Kirkfleet beat Cassiope last year in the semifinals was probably one of the most fun matches I've ever watched. That last second that takedown, it's that last second takedown, and he took him into overtime. Like that was just so exciting. Yeah. So I'm hoping for that kind of a tournament. Cassiope wrestled Paris earlier in the year and had that kind of excitement again. But oh, I watched Paris wrestle Chanton Tony, and he just couldn't quite get her done. I don't know if he stumbled and fell on his stomach. It, I mean, I, I verbally said when I watched that match, "That's your shot." <laughs> but you could clearly tell. I don't think he was expecting to fall to his stomach. I, I no idea if Paris caught him kind of one stepping or whatever, but. To me, Paris is the clear favorite. I've yeah. watched him wrestle both Cassiope and Kirkfleet. I don't see anyone beating him. Not putting it past him, but Kirkfleet and Cassiope in the semifinals is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And Davis, unfortunately... Davison only lost to Paris 6-4. to four, So, well, he, he yeah, seems to be right there, too. Yeah, and a heavyweight traditionally has never been the weights to watch mm-hmm. but these guys are exciting yeah you want to watch these guys wrestle i've watched i've watched lighter weight matches that are more boring than this <laughs> yeah these guys they, are deep, these guys are fun to watch they're quicker than you think there's more action than you think i you know i watched rby and dayton fix wrestle and it is some of the most boring wrestling i've ever watched I have never had a boring match watching Paris, Kirkley, Cassiope, Davidson wrestle. Mm-hmm. They are fun. There's points scored. They're not just standing there pummeling like heavyweights used to. Mm-hmm. So if you're a big fan of wrestling, you're going to watch the entire Big Ten tournament, and then you're going to get treated at the end to the best bracket. Mm-hmm. So it might it might not be as balanced all the way through, but you're coming into this tournament, and if you win the heavyweight, you're looking for a national title. Thanks again for listening to this special episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. A very special thanks to my guest, Cody Bachman, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. I also have a new website you can visit at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And on that website, you can see future potential guests, and you can also submit questions for the future guests, and they might actually be featured on the show. So go ahead and give that a look. Again, that website is Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast dot my dot canva dot site and as always be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the let's talk wrestling podcast take care and we will see you next time <laughs>